Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to the latest edition of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast surrounding the good and the occasional bad about your Green Bay Packers. Um, as always, I am your host, Chris Burke, joined alongside my co-host, Lindsay Hansen. Uh, Lindsay, um, ooh, uh, some uh, minor developments since the, our last episode. Uh, what we are rec- we are recording another episode that, uh, spoiler alert, is not our season-ending ep- episode because the <laughs> Packers destroyed uh, the Dallas Cowboys. They fucking dominated. I mean, they absolutely destroyed, annihilated all of the verbs. I mean, they crushed it. They crushed it. It was such a fun game to watch. I lost my voice from screaming out of excitement. Watched it at a Packers bar in Denver, and my God, it was the funnest, like the most fun I've had watching a Packers game all season. And that's saying a lot considering the last like few weeks we've had, but oh my God, what a game. Yeah, it was, I mean, I I think, you know, even those of us that, you know, pick the Packers to win that, I don't think anybody saw that performance coming where we Uh, came within a whisker of getting a 50 burger. Literally no one, even the most optimistic fan, and I tweeted that when I was live tweeting, literally the most optimistic fan did not see that coming. No one could have seen it coming. It was phenomenal on all phases. I mean, truly uh, just amazing. I'm speechless. Yeah, it, it was one of those games that, like, I I think I tweeted during the game. I said, Matt, Laf- Matt LaFleur, I think, called the game of his life. Uh hope he can continue that. Uh, and we had all thought, you know, when the score was 48 to 16, we all thought we <laughs> had, um, pummeled the cow. We thought we had pummeled Mike McCarthy, gotten him fired for the second time. Uh, that has since changed. Uh, he is returning as the Dallas Cowboys coach, which honestly I'm okay with. He's done, you know, I know a few Cowboys fans and they said he's actually changed the culture of that locker room around. It's just, it's a matter of is Jerry Jones patient enough. You know, they haven't won a Super Bowl now in approaching 30 years. They're hitting, they're hitting the same. How, how crazy is this? The Dallas Cowboys, if they don't make the Super Bowl next year, they will have a drought equal to that of the Packers between Super Bowl two and Super Bowl 31. That's kind of crazy. Um, for any of us that grew up in the nineties and how dominant that team was. Yeah. uh, That's kind of, that's kind of a crazy story. It is. It is. And I'm, I'm really glad that McCarthy is back. I think he deserves to be. I mean, yes, his playoff record with the Cowboys is not great. Um, but his regular season record with them is phenomenal and they've been to the playoffs multiple years under McCarthy. And, and I think he deserves a chance to take that team as far, you know, much farther than one game in the playoffs. 
For sure. Um, cause they are a solid team and, and they are very good under him. Um, and so I think they're definitely going to be a team to watch next year. I mean, without a doubt. Yeah, definitely going to be, you know, the Green Bay pretty much pantsing Dan Quinn. Um, to, you know, I, everybody thought it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to leave. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't get, if he did not get one of these jobs, but he's probably going to end up, uh, Seattle, I think seems to be the clubhouse leader for his services, but I just kind of wondered if that, that was such a bad beatdown that if that, you know, might hurt his, uh, hurt his resume a little bit. So, uh, before we, before we talk more about that game, um, just a couple of news items we want to quick here. Uh, talk about. So the injury report came out literally 30 seconds, uh, before we went on, before we started recording this. So, uh, a couple notes. Obviously, everybody's talking about Jair Alexander. Uh, he is officially listed as questionable. Um, since he retweaked that ankle injury, I would not be surprised if he does play. Uh, Isaiah McDuffie also questionable. Uh, JJ Engabari's out, but we knew that because he tore his ACL. I just, the Packers haven't officially put him on IR. Uh, then the other injury we've all been watching, AJ Dillon was doubtful last week. He is now questionable. So, um, the injury report looked a little lengthy in terms of number of people, but everybody was pretty much cleared except, uh, those guys. So they're getting healthier at least. Oh, thank God. At just the right time too. We need, we need them. We need all of our, all of our weapons for sure. Or as many yeah, the- as we, we don't have all, obviously, but. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, Christian Watson has no injury designation, so that's great to see. Uh, he was listed on the report, but he had no game designation, so he is good to go uh, for Saturday's game. But uh, let's just talk a little bit more about that 48-32 um, beat, wrangling beatdown of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think it's safe to say, I think Packers fans kind of know it, but now that everybody saw it on the national stage, uh, I think it's safe to say Jordan Love has... Uh, made his presence known. Oh my um, god! What a performance! I mean, truly, truly flawless performance by him. Yeah, he had a perfect p- passer rating until Matt Lafleur screwed up and had to put them back in when Dallas scared the pants I off know. everybody. Because they were getting close, I'm like, oh my god, is this actually going to come down to an onside kick? Like it had no business being that close. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, Love was slinging. I mean throws off the back foot like he's you could tell he's got it um he definitely you know, 1000 unequivocally has got it yeah it's you know a lot of people are concerned about him possibly regressing next year you know and all that everybody's gonna have him on tape but uh he's 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 got the skills that i think uh he's gonna make himself some nice money in the offseason yeah i mean and he deserves it he has proven himself to be phenomenal i mean he he had the, I mean, yes, you, you touched on it. You just said it like he was going to have a perfect passer rating. Um, had it not been for him being uh, taken out, but, um, uh, he did end with the highest passer rating in Packers history at 157.2. And then we obviously know 158.3 is the highest. Um, but he threw for 272 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and completed 16 of the 21 uh, attempted passes. I mean, it's just, I I really am, when I say I'm speechless, I really, really am. Like this team, this Packers team 
was the first seven seed to ever win a playoff game. And they didn't just win. They dominated. Like we talked about, it's just, it is so much fun because we, I mean, think back to the middle of the season, right? Like when we were like, oh boy, this is just pain. Everything's like, everything's bad for this team right now. Yeah. Welcome back to the eighties and all that. Yep. (laughs) I mean, it was truly like such a turnaround and every phase is showing up for uh, these games and it's just so much fun to watch. It really, really is just a blast. Yeah, you, I mean, you really nailed it. And, you know, I, I do want to correct one thing. Matt LaFleur, I do need to actually correct the Packers head coach here. Um, he said in the locker room, you know, it, I get it. It's all rowdy. I'm not really going to nail him for this, obviously. But, you know, he's talking about Jordan Love having the highest passer rating in Packers history. I think that might only be in the playoffs. Um, Aaron Rodgers oh, okay. actually had a 158.3 rating uh, in 2019, again, under LaFleur's tutelage. Uh, against the Raiders, where he threw for five and ran for a sixth. Um, oh, he so, so Rogers got the perfect pass rating. Correct. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Which yeah, I so Jordan, he, must, he must have all, uh, forgone playoffs. Yeah. Correct. I'm guessing that probably meant the playoffs. I didn't quite do enough. Um, didn't quite do enough digging there, but yes, Aaron Rodgers did do it at least one other time. Okay. Uh, in 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 2019 under Lafleur. So I mean. Shout out, shout out to Matt for that. Um, yeah. so yeah, he I, got over, I, overzealous a little bit there, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. He, um, you know, the other thing. So obviously we've been taught, we've been loving on love, but I think another one that needs it is, and we called this last week, Aaron Jones, cowboy killer oh, again. Yeah. Uh, when he plays in Texas, uh, I mean, he, you can see how much he means to this team. Um, there's, if anybody has not seen it yet, they've got the mic'd up. Um, episode on YouTube where um, Jane Reed's over there with Aaron Jones uh, and Reed basically gives Jones a hug on the sideline. He goes, yeah, I play hard for you. I want to work hard. I like you make me want to go out there and block for you. Like it's just, it's so good to see. And, you know, I think while I think it's safe to say Jordan Love is becoming the face of the franchise, Aaron Jones is right there. Like he's the locker room leader. Um, he's out there, you know, in the pregame huddle, firing everybody up. Love's right behind him. But he's there, you know, firing everybody up. So this this is Aaron Jones' team. And just seeing him kind of take over that leadership role has been great to see. But uh man, he went uh he went he went hard against the Cowboys. Oh my which, god, yes, he did. Yeah, it's I mean, you know, his he's been you know, I think this is one place where we should be thankful to Mike McCarthy for not using him early, because he's a little fresher. And you know, he yeah. was he was he was hurt a good chunk of the year and he so yes. he would, he didn't have that much wear and tear on him this year. He's finally healthy and we've got him fresh legs for the playoffs. Like, are you kidding? I know. I know. It's huge. I mean, it really, really is so huge. He, uh, he finished his, uh, that was his fourth straight game of a hundred plus yards. Uh, he ran for 118 across his 21 carries. And of course he scored those three beautiful touchdowns. I mean, it was just pure magic. Like, Love is the, you know, he may be the face because he is, you know, standing at the helmet QB, but Jones really is the heart. And um, we, whatever it needs, whatever needs to happen 
to make this reality. We need to keep him next year. We cannot lose Jones. We can't do it. Oh, I, I agree. And I mean, he's going to be hitting your, he's going to be hitting 30 next year. And, you know, logic one, NFL 101, front office 101, it says once a running back hits 30, you cut your losses, but Jones is still fresh. And I think you got to keep him there. He's not showing any signs of slowing nope. down. Nope. But, you know, he's missed enough time and, you know, McCarthy's refusal to use him early on, you know, he's got an extra year or two on there that he really wasn't used. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely say that's, and he's the type of guy that, you know, now that he sees this team ascending, he will take probably a friendly deal, uh, just to come back. Cause he's going to want to see like Jordan Love get his money, you know, and make sure that's covered. So, uh, but man, 30, 33 is just something special. We didn't, we already knew that, but this just took it to a whole other level. It really did. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, last point that I want to get to on the game is if this, if any game, had summed up the Joe Barry experience. This was it. Um, <laughs> looking dominant at times. I mean, a brilliant game plan against Dak Prescott. I mean, that defense was flying all over the place. So kudos yeah. to Joe Barry for that. But they got a lead, and Dallas somehow got it back into where we were getting a little nervous at the end. Uh, prevent defense can die in a fire. So I had it written in our show, yay, but also boo, Joe Barry. Um you know, it's just, it shows you like how good it can be, but it also shows you how bad it is. I mean, had they blown a 48 to 16 lead, Joe Barry wouldn't have not only been fired or not brought back. I think he probably would have been arrested for a crime against humanity. Um, I think Evers would have had him arrested and tried on, on state charges, um, for the, for that kind of, but you know, I just, I started sweating at the end and maybe that's just, you know, PTSD, so to speak from the, uh, 2014 NFC Championship game against Seattle that we all don't like talking about. But, uh, I, I start, I did start to, did you sweat a little bit at the end or did you figure it was all in hand? I, when it was, when it was 48 16, uh, at the, the top of the fourth, I was like, that was when I was finally like, okay, I can breathe. We got it. Like we have it. And then they scored, the Cowboys scored like two touchdowns back to back. And I was like, uh, what's happening. Um, but I wasn't worried that we were going to lose it. I was just like, okay, it's getting like that. It's getting too close now. Like let's, let's stop and continue playing through, you know, until the clock hits zero, because this is what happens when we don't. And this is what happens when we let up the gas. Like we can't do that in the playoffs. That's not an option. And especially with a team like 49ers, that is not going to fly. There is no letting off the gas, um, in, you know, on, on Sunday, uh, it's just, or on Saturday, rather. It's just like, it's not an option if we're going to win. And it was, uh, it was a little frustrating to watch that because it was like, now, like, why, why is this happening now? Like, we can't let this, and the score didn't even reflect just how much the Packers dominated that game. Like the final score, you know, if you didn't watch the game, you're probably like, oh, okay, like, you know, it was pretty, pretty fairly, uh, pretty fair game, but it wasn't. And it was just because of that like section in the fourth quarter. And, and that's pretty crazy. Like we have to show up for the entirety of the game. That's just not going to fly. Correct. And I mean, you know, the, the Barry did a good job a couple of years ago against, uh, against the 49ers. So I think I'm hoping that's going to 
uh, keep up, but uh, and they did actually stay on the gas that entire game. But yeah, they they've got to do that. Like Matt Lafleur kept pouring it on, and I think Joe Barry really has to follow that lead. So yeah, uh, this this is actually a great time to kind of pivot over to uh, Saturday night's game, Green Bay facing the San Francisco 49ers yet again in San Francisco this time. I uh, don't need to go over how this has been a nightmare. San Francisco has won the last four playoff games uh, <laughs> against the Packers. So uh, let's kind of just dig right into it. Lindsay, uh, so obviously, you know, the Packers are still winning, so we will go ahead and start on a happy note and say uh, – what do we think could go right uh, Saturday night? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we do seem to have uh, San Francisco seem to have placed a curse on us <laughs> the past four times we've met up with them. Uh, they, we all know uh, how it's gone for us in the playoffs when we play the 49ers uh, recently, but I mean, this also, this isn't the same Packers, right? Like this, this team is a much different team than 2019, 2021 Packers. Rogers made his own calls. Um, and love doesn't, he's love sticks to what his coach is telling him to do. And it's, it's very clearly working. Um, there's lots of young talent. They're hungry. They really want to win. You can see it. Like they're just, they're having fun. They're excited to be there. No one thought that they would be here. You know, I think, I mean, probably even some of the players, right? Like no one thought that this was going to be how this season ended up, but it is. And it's because they really put in the work. These, these guys are hungry and I, you know, I really think that if they, especially if they show up like they did last week, I mean, there's a chance. There really, really is a chance. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, this team just flat out they don't know any better. I mean, they're they're just they got hot at the right time. They're playing well. Um, you know, the, both teams are actually very different. You know, it's not Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers anymore. It's Jordan Love and Brock Purdy. Um, so it's there's the, the looking at the previous history there, you know, you can't because just because of how much that's changed just at the quarterback position, I really don't think you can use that as a barometer. So to me, this is like it's first time being in the playoffs. I'm not sure how it's going to go. Let the best team win. Um, although they still do have Kyle Shanahan, who is a remarkable coach. And uh, you obviously, as everybody knows, used to be Matt LaFleur's old boss. So uh, definitely kind of looking forward to seeing that chess match, but. This is one game where I think you kind of throw the prior history out of the books. Uh, speaking of, yeah, speaking of Purdy, so he's been touted at times as an NFL candidate. You know, well, he was Mr. Irrelevant and is now, um, turned into a heck of a starting quarterback for San Francisco. So kudos to him, uh, going from literally the last pick of the draft to where he is now. Um, you know, people are looking like, well, how do you slow down this 49er offense? You know, it's going to be really tough for Joe Barry to, you know, to, to do that. Well, I think the secret here is so Purdy is 20th in pass attempts of more than 20 yards. So, you know, I think that means, you know, the deep threat, he's not the most accurate on the deep, on the deep ball. Uh, this is where I think you could really, where they need and good looks like they're going to have Jair Alexander. You know, he can, he can stay on Debo Samuel. He can stand on Ayuk and, you know, he can, he can keep up with their, I mean, they've, they've got the tools to do it, but also, you know, you can stack the middle of the field, take away the intermediate routes. You know, that's where George Kittle is. 
you know, force if you force Purdy to throw the ball deep, you're you've got a shot to make some turnovers. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully Alexander can pull off another one. Um hopefully he is able to play. I bet he is if if he's able to uh you know push through and uh, he he will. I think he's he really wants to make it to this game. Um, and yeah, I mean, Purdy is 20th in pass attempts over 20 yards, like you said. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that it, it ends in another interception or two for our guys. Um, they just, they have to be, I'm sure that, you know, Barry has that, uh, in his, as part of the, the game plan, uh, just knowing that about, uh, the San Fran QB. So we will see, but, um, you know, our, that's a that's definitely a good thing for us and and we need to take advantage of that for sure um and then you know really like we we kind of touched on it but like this game literally no one thought that the packers would be here no one thought that this packers team would make it as far as they did and it's truly already a win in my eyes and probably a lot of fans eyes just to be where we are to have won uh, last week against the Cowboys and to make it, you know, in, in this second round of playoffs, the second game of playoffs. I mean, it's, it's truly a win in and of itself. Um, the 49ers will be a different beast. They just will be. And we have to, we have to be ready for it. Um, but you know, with the playoffs, it's the best of the best and the 49ers certainly earned their spot. Um, and thereby. So it's, it's going to be a tough game, but I mean, no matter what happens, you have got to be so proud of this team of like these young guys. It's just, it's been a wild ride this season. And I mean, what a, what a f- way to end it. It's just incredible. Yeah. You know, I was telling your coworker, this week and I I'll repeat the analogy because I think it's I think it's a good one. So the Packers getting the play into the playoffs. So like say it, it's the cool of you're walking into a casino. You could win big, you could lose big. That's what the playoffs are. Um you know and it's like say you're you walk into a casino and you're comp like fifty bucks in chips. The Packers just threw all fifty dollars in chips in a slot machine and they won like ten thousand dollars. That's what the win over the Cowboys are. So now that you've got a ton of house money. Like this is this game is so house money. You know they're not going to blow it all. They're going to save some of that. They're going to be able to use that in terms of building a foundation for next year and going forward. Because uh, Green Bay right now, I think you know if we're looking way ahead of things, no matter how the season ends, they're going to be in the discussion. You know, in terms of being a favorite for the conference, let alone the NFC North uh, next year. So yeah, definitely a house money game. You know they've got nothing to lose with that. You can play a lot more free, a lot more loose. San Francisco, meanwhile, is fighting off, you know, years of playoff heartbreak. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan's got that, oh, he blows leads in the Super Bowls and even in playoff games. They've got, again, just like the Cowboys, much more pressure on San Francisco than on Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, 1,000%. And speaking of, like, playing free and and uh, and loose is, like, I mean, LaFleur, he's – he is, uh, he's pulling out all of his tricks and he's getting creative with it. Um, you know, from, I mean, uh, last week they finally got that offsides call, uh, <laughs> called because they were so, I mean, they move fast. They, 
Um, they are creative. He's really kind of digging into, uh, his, his bag of tricks and really just like figuring out, um, how to, how to show up and be competitive each week. Um, and I mean, look at the record, all signs point to like, Hey, keep doing whatever you're doing LaFleur. Cause I mean, this team has been on fire as of late and uh, we just need to keep that momentum going and keep building on it. Yeah. All, you know, it's ironic meeting, you know, meeting the old boss last week and Mike McCarthy, all hail Matt LaFleur, who even when he was hired, we said it, but it's especially true. Now you can see it. He is the anti McCarthy, you know, he, it's not stale each week. There's a different look. He's going into his bag for different things. Um, He has called this, this last half of the season, I think he's called better than at any point in his Packer career, and that includes having Aaron Rodgers uh, for two MVP seasons. Um, I just think, you know, this just further cements that LaFleur needs to be up there with Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay in terms of, uh, you know, being a super, you know, being being an offensive genius. I mean, I know Shanahan doesn't have a ring, and he's called plays in a couple Super Bowls, but I still think Matt LaFleur needs to be right up there. Yeah, no, I, I think people are quickly learning that, you know, he's, he needs to, they need to put some respect behind his name because he's really proven to be such a great head coach. I mean, he really, really has. Um, last up on our what could go well, the chatter section of our show is, uh, the 49ers, obviously a very good team. However, their rush defense sucks. Um, somehow they are worse than the Packers ranking 26th, uh, in DVOA against the Packers, uh, who are 22nd. Um, and I mean, again, like we, we can't say enough good things about Jones. Like with him popping off at just the right time, this could be massive for the Packers. It really, really could. Like we need to use that to our advantage. 1,010%. Oh, totally. I mean, and looking at the forecast for the game on Saturday, it's looking like it could be raining. So if that's the case, you know, slick footballs, this could turn into the Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones show, uh, which I do like our chances, although CMC is a very talented and good runner in his own right. But I think this, you know, this could be really be a game that's going to come down to the run game instead of the quarterbacks. Um, everybody's been talking about Purdy versus love, you know, Purdy love that sounds like a cheap, you know, knockoff country song, but, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, this is something that it could very well come down to the ground game and the way Jones has been running. I really do like our chances in that. Yeah. 1000%. Oh God. I can't wait. I'm really just, I'm pumped to watch this game. So we're recording on for context. We're recording about just under just under 48 hours away from the game. Uh, it's just, it's, uh, it's, this is just a wild time. One of the most fun it's seasons we've ever had. 1000%. Yeah. It's, ugh, I love it. I love it so much. All right, guys. Well, we, uh, we are going to take a quick break and we will be back with the worst section of our show and we'll make some predictions after that. See you in a bit. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs 
can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, we are back. So we know this is going to be a big uphill climb. San Francisco favored by nine and a half points. Green Bay, a very large underdog in this. Uh, this is going to be the biggest challenge they faced all year for certain. Uh, so let's kind of look and see, you know, some opportunities of what could be wrong. So it's the worst part of our show. Um, so we talked about how these aren't the same Packers. These aren't the same 49ers either. Um, you know, you've got, you know, they kind of some of the familiar weapons, you know, Ayuk, um, you know, Debo Samuel, Kittle, they're there. But I mean, it just feels like they're a different offense with Brock Purdy. Like he's not quite as, it feels like he's actually been an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and you know, Kyle Shanahan has evolved a little bit, you know, in terms of, you know, his play calls and the defense is a little better. So I think that's something you definitely got to keep an eye on. Like, okay, yeah, we're not the same Packers, but, uh, this isn't the same 49ers team either. It's just, it's a lot changes in a couple of years. And I just, I think this is, uh, I feel like this is a season where they've got to get, uh, you know, this, this might as well be the first meeting between the two teams, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the 49ers are very good. Uh, they're a very good team with multiple weapons on either side of the ball. Um, it will be one of the toughest teams we've played this season. Um, so we are going to be tested and our coaches are going to be tested. Our players are going to be tested. Everyone is going to feel that. But if we can put a performance on like we did last week against the Cowboys uh, and have all phases working and, and have that symmetry between, you know, all three phases. I really think that we have a better chance than people are giving us credit for. And I, the Packers have always excelled when they're underdogs. They have always just, they love proving people wrong. And when everyone is saying like, Oh no, there's no, no chance they're going to be the 49ers. Um, I really think that we're going to see some, some really strong performances from this team because of that. Um, and it's just been, you know, historically what the Packers do. They, when they're underdogs, they shine the brightest. So I am all for it. I hope we see that. Um, but it's not going to be easy. Uh, we, you know, I've, I've said this many times throughout this season, but like we need to show up throughout the entirety of the game. Like until that clock hits zero, zero, it is, um, it is not over. And, and this 49ers team is very good. So it will be a good game. I think, um, I hope, but it's going to be a tough one. 
Yep, for certain. You know, and the other thing is I, I completely spaced. Christian McCaffrey was not on the team that won in 2021. Uh, that trade was done in October of 2022. So that's the biggest change. He has opened up so much more for that offense and given, you know, one more thing, the Swiss Army knife of Kyle Shanahan. So, uh, that's, that's probably the biggest change that they made. You know, the way Green Bay has struggled against the run, although not quite as bad as San Francisco, uh, definitely still something to, uh, keep an eye on. So, uh, so that's speaking of that change. So obviously Joe Barry, Joe Barry's, um, future is still up in the air. Although if you read between the lines with Bala it sure sounds like he might bring him back. And, you know, I'm having a, I'm not as upset about that now as I am, you know, as I probably should be, but this is, you know, this is his last stand. I mean, if he can, if the Packers at least go down fighting, I think this will be enough where Joe Barry can get to secure his job for the following season uh, beyond a measurable doubt. But if they come out and they face plant, like San Francisco doesn't make that many mistakes. Like he's, he's going to have to force them into mistakes. You know, and I feel like this is kind of, this kind of feels like a last stand game. Like if they do well, even at a loss, he, he's back. But if they get, if they get Stonewall, this is another blowout like the, uh, NFC championship game a couple of years ago. Uh, he, he might still be gone. Uh, what, 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 where are you on the vibes, you know, in the barometer on where Joe Barry's at? Yeah. I mean, he defense has been improving. Um, seems like every game. Uh, for the past, like, you know, few weeks after, uh, after we were all just like throwing in the towel, like, okay, like he needs to go. He needs to leave right now. Why is he still here? <laughs> um, but he really turned, turned things around and to his credit, I, I'm giving him all the credit in that because it's, um, it is very apparent that he, you know, he took it seriously and he has made moves to improve our defense. My concern, which is always my concern with Barry, is that the improvements that we've been seeing, are they here to stay or are we going to see the regression that we're all too familiar with? They get better and then they take 500 steps back. Then they get better and then they, you know, they regress again. I, I don't know. I am really, really hoping that we don't see that regression for obvious reasons, but if he can continue to improve on his play calling and his, and the way that the defense performs, then he's welcome in my opinion, like stay, keep doing that. But if it just keeps going like in that cycle of like, we get better, we get worse, we get better, we get worse. I, I do think that that is a line that we need to, um, that LaFleur needs to really consider. Well, you know, it, it's just, it's, that's not how we win games. Defense is critical to winning games and we need them to be consistent. Um, whether or not Joe Barry has that in him, I just don't know, but I am impressed with the last few weeks and the performance of this defense. It's been very, very, um, inspiring and, and great to see. Yeah, the the Jekyll and Hyde thing has really defined his career. Uh, you know, and last year we went through a very similar thing. The defense suddenly turned it around, and then the offense sprung a leak. So, you know, I think Matt Lafleur really needs to sit down and evaluate that. Obviously, if they want a Super Bowl run, I don't think he's getting replaced. 
Right. Um, so I just, it's just something that we've got to, uh, keep an eye on. And hopefully he sticks with it this time and doesn't revert to form. Although my confidence in that is shaky at best. Uh, third on our list. So we talked about him a little bit. Christian McCaffrey, still a, uh, whew, still a very good running back. And he probably given it Green Bay's issues tackling, um, and against the run, although not as bad as San Francisco, just statistically defensively, but, uh, that, that, this is what still concerns me. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, McCaffrey is, you know, he's solid. He, he has, uh, 1,459 total yards in 2023 with 14 touchdowns. It's his second best season in terms of yards and touchdowns. So he still very much is a weapon and he still very much has it. So it is something that is going to test again, our defense, um, our rush defense uh, specifically, who we all know is not great. Um, But, you know, I think they, I don't know. He's, he's a good, he's a good uh, weapon for them. And it's, it is going to be hard to stop him. Um, but I do think our defense has the talent to, I just, it's whether or not they're coached the right way this week. So we will see. Definitely. I mean, almost, almost 1500 yards per attempt, you know, leading the league, 14 rushing touchdowns. Um, just a remarkable talent. Uh, you know, his dad was a decent receiver for the Broncos, but this has just been, I mean, I'm looking, he is, not, this is the most yards he's rushed for since 2019. I uh, came with the league in 2017, uh, 435 yards there with Carolina. Then he went for almost 1100, 1387. And then there were one, two, three, four, five, four years, uh, where he didn't hit a thousand of this year. Boom. You know, it's just, uh, He's somebody, and this is also 14 touchdowns. The most he had was 2019 again, uh, with Carolina, but he's just a special, special talent running the football. Um, and just something we got to keep our eye on. Yep. 1000%. All righty. So next then. So speaking of stopping McCaffrey, uh, Green Bay's got to do something a little, uh, little tricky here in multitask, you know, and I don't know that they can do it. So they've got to not only stop the run with McCaffrey, but they've also got to get pressure in Brock Purdy's face. So you've got to rush the passer and stop the run. Is this defense capable of multitasking? Um, this is where I really think Kenny Clark's going to probably have to have a huge game uh, to disrupt both both parts of that. But, um, Lindsay, where, where do you stand on that? I mean, it, it seems like, you know, multitasking doesn't seem like that might be something this defense is going to be very good at. Yeah, unfortunately, I I agree. Um, I mean, like, ugh, we all know the struggle we have with uh with stopping the run. Um, but like, what are you know realistically what are the chances that we're gonna be able to do both? I very slim, probably right. Like, just being honest, and and that scares me. Um. But maybe we'll be surprised. I don't know. Uh, but we, we definitely, it's, it, it's a little, uh, it's a little concerning. That part is their offense is very strong and, uh, we need our defense to give 110%. 
Uh, yep, that's going to be, you know, I, at least though, you know, I've, I kind of had a feeling that this game could easily turn into a shootout. You know, I don't think we're going to see a 13-10 game like that last playoff game uh, where it came down to a special teams debacle, which uh, <laughs> Rich Passaccia, please, 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 please have your crew ready to go. Uh, it's not on our list, but uh, after that game, you know, we got to definitely keep the, that third phase into account. Um, last thing we've got on our list here is the 49ers taking the ball away, but they also don't turn it over. So they're plus 10 in turnover ratio. Uh, this is where the younger Packers need to be mistake free. Um, you know, the closer they get to the Super Bowl, the hype's going to continue to intensify. Uh, thank God Jordan Love is such a cool customer that this doesn't really flare up too often. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, I just, I hope they, they don't play, you know, they got to just hang on to the football, don't turn it over, uh, but also find a way to get the turnover. That's the biggest way they got to do it. I, Again, that this is just going to be such a monumental challenge for both sides of the ball. It will, yeah. I mean, you know, I just, I really, really hope that Love uh, continues on his his five game streak without an interception. Um, this would make it six if he is able to pull off another one. Um, and yeah, our you know our receivers, they have to hang on to the ball like they're. Uh, futures in, you know, with this team depend on it, like the future of this team. Um, you know, it, there, there really isn't room for mistakes or missteps, um, with the 49ers. And we are going to have to show up, uh, like we did against the Cowboys, um, and be, you know, be ready to fight for the entirety of the game. If we want a chance at winning, there is no subbing in second string guys, this game, it is, it is all hands on deck and we need every single player to give their best. Um, because if not, it's, it's not going to be a, as fun to watch as the Cowboys game was. No, it's not, you know, but thankfully, you know, just after this game, you know, the, the sting, the sting will wear off quickly. Um, oh, yeah. No I doubt mean, about it. So again, this is just gravy. Like this, this is all just gravy on top of a, you know, growing team. It's, it's phenomenal that we're even here. So exactly. And so before we get into predictions, one other thing here. So Green Bay will face a familiar foe. If they win this game, they will face a familiar foe. They will travel to either Tampa, uh, where they've lost or they will travel back to Detroit. We remember that Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, Lindsay, if you had to pick which, uh, which of the other two teams are you, are you rooting for that you think Green Bay would, um, do the best against in a potential NFC championship game? Lions. I, I, um, I think it would just be very cool to see, uh, two NFC North, um, teams battle it out for their, you know, their shot. And, um, the Lions are a very good team. And it is always, I just, you know, I, I'm rooting for them not to beat us, but if we are to lose, I am rooting for them. And I know that might be controversial because they're, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. they're in our conference, um, and not the Packers, but I am not. Let me make it very clear that I am not rooting for them to beat the Packers if we make it past this game. Um, but I do. I do think that it would be a much more fun game to watch if it was the Lions Packers with the Packers beating them. In the end, 
um, because of that rival, you know, history and, um, and just there, I feel like they're a pretty good matchup for us. We saw what they did to us the first matchup of the season and, you know, they made it known that they were, they were very good. They're not the same old lions. And then we on Thanksgiving, um, kind of, you know, fought back. And I think it would be really fun and very nerve wracking, <laughs> but really fun to see, uh, lions Packers. Yeah. That, you know, it's, it, this team is the Packers this year have drawn a lot of comparisons to that 2010 team. And, you know, they went into Chicago and beat the bears to go to Super Bowl 45. Yeah, it could possibly, you know, it's just the other thing with Tampa Bay, too, is, you know, we all remember that game, but this is such a weird it's like this has NFC Central vibes to take it way back. Uh Anybody under the age of pretty much probably 25 might not remember that Tampa Bay used to be in the in the old NFC Central with uh Green Bay, Detroit. Uh It was used to be Green Bay, Detroit, Chicago, Minnesota and Tampa Bay Um a long time ago. Just kind of a weird divisional layout. But uh yeah, I think that's definitely going to be an interesting game to watch. Uh, I, I think Detroit's going to win that. Um, Dan Campbell's got that team so prepared and I almost think Detroit might be the favorite in the NFC right now, you know, but Green Bay and San Francisco are both right behind it. Um, yeah. with the, with the warranty and everything else. So, uh, yeah. So let's enough talking about that game. Let's, let's get into predictions for Packers 49ers and uh, Lindsay, why don't you go first again? Uh, it's been good luck. So I will let you lead off again. <laughs> um, so I really think that this game is going to be a nail biter. Uh, I think it is going to be like essentially come down to one point. I do still believe in this Packers team and I am going to lean optimistic because that's just the type of fan I am. Um, I'm going to predict 28 to 27 Packers. I really think that they have it in them. Uh, if they give 110% and all three phases work like they have been, uh, as of late. So I do still have the Packers winning, but I, it is going to be a nail biter. I don't think it's it's going to be um, much more of a differential than like one point. I really think it's going to be very close. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly think the same way, but you know, obviously, you know, I'm, I am a superstitious kind of guy. Um, I've been picking against the Packers, you know, it's a, it, they've been defying me. So in keeping that strange pattern up um, and honestly, truthfully, I do still think San Francisco is going to win this, but Green Bay is going to give it all they have and their season's going to end with honor. Um, and putting them, putting the rest of the conference and even really the league, I noticed that the Green Bay Packers are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the 2024 season. Uh, and to also remind maybe the Detroit Lions that enjoy your reign at the top of the North because it's going to be short. Uh, so I am going to say, you know, I think I still think Green Bay's defense is going to have a very hard time, uh, with this. I have still very little to no confidence in Joe Barry. Uh, with this attacking the San Francisco defense. So I'm going to say 49ers, uh, let's go 49ers 34, Green Bay 28 in overtime. Ooh. Yeah. It's going to, there's going to be a late score. I'm going to say this. I hate to say it, but I, I, it's an NFC West team in the playoffs. Like it's, it's going to result in heartbreak. It's, it's a tradition unlike any other, but. New quarterback, maybe things will be different and things will fall in our favor, but, uh, 
I think it's going to come down to 34-28 and it's going to be a, uh, yeah, I just, I, I just, I don't got the feeling on this one, but I'm not going to be that upset at all. Yeah, exactly. Like we said, I mean, it is already a win and everything else is truly just like cherry on top, sprinkles on top, whipped cream, like everything. Like it's, it's already been such a like delicious Sunday. Um, and anything above this is just, it's really just exactly gravy. So exactly. Like when we get into off season bowl, like now you've got a young quarterback that you can build around again. These, these are the drafts of the free agency periods that are fun. Cause you're building around a quarterback. You don't, you know, there isn't this, what if, what if, what if with Jordan Love? we've got a lot of our answers. I mean, there's still a few more questions that he's going to have to answer next year in terms of consistency. But right now, uh, they got their guy and I cannot wait to see what's next, but, uh, this is going to be a real special game on Saturday and I cannot wait. Um, I just, I, I'm so thankful to be here. I don't think any of us thought we'd be here. And, uh, this is just, uh, tip of the cap to the Packers for sticking with it because it, it made believers of us all. Yeah. Here's to that. Here's to the Packers. All right, everybody. So that's going to do it for us this week. Um, I'm going to repeat what I said last week, just kind of it's a playoff game. So it's do or die. Uh, Lindsay and I will be back with, I will say it again, at least one more episode, uh, either a season recap or, and I can't believe I'm saying this, a preview of the NFC championship. <laughs> um, the Green Bay, they're two wins away from a Super Bowl. It's just, it's insane. Jordan Love is real. two wins. The Green Bay Packers with Jordan Love at quarterback are two wins away from the Super Bowl. Um, Aaron Rodgers is devastated, I'm sure. Um, fragile little boy eagle. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but other than that, that's really all we got for this week. Um, I will just say, uh, it's been a heck of a ride and, uh, go Paco. What a ride. What an amazing, incredible season. Thank you, Packers, for giving that to us. We will see you guys back here next week. Uh, either way, go Pack Go. See you guys. <laughs>